Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Oh, are we doing it? I don't know. Oh, okay. What are we doing? I, what, did you hit play? I hit record, so suddenly we're out of things to say. <laughs> We've been just chit-chatting away for like an hour now. And and then we, see, we should done. by like, we should just obligate ourselves to hit record the minute we get together because some of this shit is gold. I think someone needs to like do it for us. Let us have our own show. Just not tell us when they're recording. Yeah. Like we need a Steven. Yes, we do. Ugh, that'd be so good. We'll be taking applications. I honestly, I thought David would eventually turn into our Steven, but I know he's, he seems he to enjoy making money. Yeah, we'll never be able to give our person money. No. <laughs> Just the pleasure of our company. Yes, it's so pleasurable. Well, now that we're like opposite sides of our time zone, like mm-hmm. but we, need we would need two just... people. We would need two Stevens. I know. We'll work on it. Yeah, we'll work on that. All right, so <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> essentially how this is done um so this is we're still together we're in the same room mm-hmm. uh this is the last time we're gonna be in the same room for like maybe a year i don't yeah we'll i don't see. know it's gonna be I a minute know. um spring break is a thing spring break is a thing except for if you're you know not in college and then so like we'll have one day together and then i have to go back well, to work i mean you can always just you know come to come to you oh yeah you could do that you could do that take a vacation Come see the Baseball Hall of Fame. I would, too. I enjoy baseball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. yeah. You thought you knew everything about Kate. <laughs> I thought I did. Guess what? Motherfucker. We can go to the Burnedover District, get our fortunes told. That's true. We could go to Lilydale. Yay. That's like five hours away from Cooperstown. Why is everything so far away from Cooperstown? New York's a big state. It, but it... I mean... They just kept going west until they ran into Lake Erie and they said, Stop. You know, I suppose Michigan has the same problem, but it's vertical. Yeah. Like, you can drive 12 hours in one direction and still be in the same fucking state. Yeah. I mean, you'll have crossed a bridge. Welcome (laughs) to the middle of America. It just keeps fucking going, everybody. I have new friends that only live in, that, like, grew up in Massachusetts, and they just, like, are in complete awe of... How much space there is. The space that we have in the Midwest. You should, yeah, you should bring them. My aunt owns, owns 42 acres of nothing. Yeah. My in-laws, I think, have 28 acres of abandoned cars and nothing. Yeah. So, like, we're not even using this. I, never no. mind. It's fine. Cut the part about my in-laws. Um, Should we cut all of this part? I don't know. What are we doing? We always say we're going to. Where are we? <laughs> Who am I? Who are you? Who am I? Two, four, <laughs> six, oh, one. There we go. We came very close. I think we did peak there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Well. We can't all be... You can't do Jean Valjean quietly. No, you can't. You have to yell the whole time because he's very passionate for being a very quiet guy. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, did I tell you about seeing Les Mis here for oh, the traveling Oh, yeah. Please, please do tell me about seeing one of my favorite shows without me because I don't live here anymore. Well, 
You could live here again. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Wicked and Les Mis came and I missed both of them. Yes. And both of them were exceptional. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Les Mis was better than Wicked. Really? I wouldn't know because I've never seen it. You've never seen Les Mis live? I've never seen it live. Well, this is the first time I saw it live, but I've seen Wicked like four times. Well, sorry. <laughs> I married well, Jen. <laughs> Dan likes to My name's pers- Catherine and I can afford shows. <laughs> I can go to the theater. <laughs> I have season tickets with exceptional seats. Exceptional. Do you I know sh- who I am? I think I might have a show tomorrow. Is it Tuesday? Today's Tuesday. I think Stomp is in town tomorrow. Oh, no, yeah, nobody cares about Stomp, but it came with the season tickets. And yeah. then, and then, and then. What? What? King and I. With yeah. the beautiful costume. No. Eh. No, the revival of King and I has like the best costume oh, you've really? ever seen. Okay, like cream your pants, <laughs> slick in the shorts, real nice. <laughs> but they're not as cool as the changes. And in... are we like just extraordinary loud? Oh, uh, maybe the gains are too big. <laughs> yeah, turn down the sick gains. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, um, basically the entire reason I went to see. The Cinderella one is for the costume so change. I saw that. Mm-hmm. And it sucked. It's not great. It was not great. It's not great. Well, we were, okay, in fairness, uh-huh. we were the very first night of the very first new tour. Oh. So they started their tour in Grand Rapids. Okay. Of this newest version My of the My issue revival. wasn't so much the, like, performances. It was like, I just didn't really like the show. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care about Cinderella. Yeah. Like... Plus, they made some weird changes to it. Where it's, like, political now? It's very political. So that's where it started. Yeah. It started its political run where they're, like, seeking democracy. Yeah, it's real weird. In Grand Rapids. It's real weird. And the costume changes did not go smoothly. Oh. So, like, you could see her, like, Velcroing as she, like, walked across the stage. And you're like, girl. Girl. All right. Get this out in dress rehearsal. (laughs) Also, if it were me and I was... I don't know, a costume designer, and I knew which way the audience would be facing. You put the Velcro on the other side? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she could hide that with her if she did it on the left, but it was on the right as she walked across the stage with her right, right to the right audience. Side, yeah. So, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is actually not a show about Broadway. No, okay, but hang on. Here's the thing <laughs> I have to tell you. Yes. The Jean Valjean for mm-hmm. my show on mm-hmm. the current tour right now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of slick in the shorts, yes. he hit those low notes. He's also the same guy. Mm. He was in the original run of Beautiful by Carol King, which is also coming to Grand Rapids this year. I don't know what that is. It's the Carol King story. Okay. So it uses all of Carol King's music like oh. to like talk about her life. They did a Joni Mitchell one of that. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. What was that one called? I don't know. My mom saw it. Your mom's cool. Um, Sutton <laughs> Foster cool. did that one with the Joni Mitchell one. Okay. She didn't take it to the road show, but in mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. I love Sutton Foster. <laughs> I, you know how like this everybody... is like too. We're going in too deep. Too deep. <laughs> okay, right. reel it back in. <laughs> this is not our Broadway podcast. We should start a Broadway podcast. Though. We could, but I'm like not. I I don't know enough. But you could teach I'll me. Get you educated. Yeah, you can just okay. And just when I think I know enough, I'm wrong. Well, that'll be next project. There you go. When we run out of scary stories to tell. All right. So do you know we, what we didn't do last time? Tell anybody at all what the show was called? Yeah, this is uh, this podcast is haunted. <laughs> That's Jen. I'm Kate. Uh, welcome to our ghost story podcast. <laughs> where we also talk about where history. We, and we talk about Broadway. all of those things that we haven't talked about at all until now. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a real professional show, so you guys can settle in and expect only the best. Listen. <laughs> it's just the highest quality ghost stories. Yes. 
Um, so uh, we we talked about the Salem witches, la- like two two hours ago. ago. Yeah. It feels like last week because it was right recording. But for the rest of you guys, we're really front. It's like a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Um, and uh, we were we were like, oh, let's do something completely different. And then we kept sig- throwing out suggestions, and they're like. Oh, curses. Oh, witches. Um, oh, what we'll about this one? Oh, it involves witches. So, we like, we did that thing already. There's going to be a certain level of uh, tie ins. I mean, I think that's tidy. But I, I think, think it's cute. like, we're, it's all in this genre. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're just being exceptionally on Spoiler brand. alert there are g- ghosts in this. Well, actually, there aren't ghosts in this. Well, debatable. Eh. We'll see. It's kind of a gray area from my research. Well, I mean, now that we're, like, introducing it, do you want to tell people what we're doing? We're talking about poltergeists. Poltergeists! <laughs> there we go. Um, so poltergeists are actually really interesting because they are them. sort of a catch-all. Yeah, okay. So, full disclosure, all I really know about poltergeists is from peas in Harry Potter. Peas! <laughs> Which I did not appreciate as a character until the fifth book. Of- really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was on board with the Peeves fandom from, like, page 30. Like, the minute Peeves showed up. <laughs> He's just so, like, naughty and, and like, annoying and, like, always, And exactly like, like I would be in the afterlife. There you go. If I had all the powers of a ghost, mm-hmm. I would spend all my day fucking with everybody. Especially students. Yes. I don't think I appreciated me? the fact that, like, that 12-year-olds are annoying as hell and I would do anything mm-hmm. in my power to fuck with them. So, like, now with some perspective, I appreciate him a lot more. I honestly, like... If I were really in that situation, I would bedevil the teachers, but I would be like the fat fryer with the students. Like, really? It's okay, guys. I would be the opposite. <laughs> well, I would fuck with the students nonstop. And that's our whole thing, Jen. And then I would be like, I would show up in the teacher's lounge and be like, hey, want a drink? <laughs> hey, guys, let's, uh... Kids are rough. <laughs> I like kids. I actually would prefer kids, kids and pets much more than adults. That's interesting. And that explains our career choices. Yes. I'm like... Give me a hole that I can hide in and never see the light of day. I'm like, hello, children. Welcome to the fun factory. Yes. Children are dirty and they mess things up. They are dirty. I will say that. One of my friends had their baby over here um, and he was a perfectly fine baby. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Knows all his body parts because that's They're what... messy. Well, just like walking around the house afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, it's just Dan and I, the cat and the dog. And I'm I'm the filth wizard of our household. <laughs> and so... Uh, I'm like walking around I'm like, why is there so much dirt on the floor? And it's because there was a little <laughs> child running through the house. And I'm like, oh my God. That being said, I do love the children that are related to me. Yeah. You got some cute kiddos in your family. I have yet to meet a kid I don't like. No. I just, they're better than That's people. not like, an experience that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are the best. Yeah. Okay, but poltergeists have an unfortunate tendency to bedevil them. So mm. uh, we got some things to talk about here. Uh, I want to talk about first the etymology because it's yes. such a clear cut uh, thing and it actually uh, it functions as sort of a catch-all. Mm-hmm. So if we are talking about a haunting, mm-hmm. it's just a visual apparition of a ghost. So that's a yes. ghost classic. Okay. Like when we were talking about, oh, she was the second wife of King Henry the Eighth, Anne Boleyn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My God. Whatever. I don't have to be smart. I'm pretty. Uh, so Anne Boleyn, <laughs> uh, she appears in a lot of her haunted castles yeah. just as the shape. Mm-hmm. or a smell or 
A hand. <laughs> a hand. Uh, so she's a classic haunting in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we watched Paranormal Activity, <laughs> there was um, a demon who yeah. was a specific creature of hell trying to That's uh, torture the soul of this girl, Katie. Yeah. Which, like, can we just talk about, what did she do? <laughs> Why did this happen? She didn't have to do anything. I know. She just totally picked at random. I had so many questions. Yeah. It would be easy to be like, and this is why. But remember when we talked about the the Wisconsin friar? (laughs) He was from Wisconsin and he had, his name was Theophilus. Oh, yeah. And he did the thing, an exorcism. An exorcism is the word I'm talking about. So that exorcism (laughs) where she had a number of demons within her. Oh, yeah. And it was just because... They wanted to torture her into suicide so that mm. they would have the soul in addition to the souls of her father and aunt. There you go. So they're all trying to, you know, increase. So the... you're saying I shouldn't victim blame Katie? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, right. She didn't do anything. Fair. <laughs> um, anyway, so a poltergeist is kind of the halfway point. Okay. Uh, it's um, polter. For, the word is German. Uh-huh. Uh, poltern. Uh, which is to create a disturbance, or geist, which is ghost. Uh, so together, poltergeist. Disturbing uh, ghost. Yeah. It was coined by Germans in the mid-1800s, but the idea is actually much, much older. Okay. Um, in English tradition, it would be called a boggart. <gasps> Ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> or ridiculous. So how come there's both in Harry Potter? That's a great story. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think... Um, Joanne, um, get back to us on this, please. Yeah, JK, could you just like let us know real quick uh, yeah. why we did that? <laughs> but that's fine. Okay. Um, so in her world, she, the Bogart only assumes what you most fear, and uh. it's like a manifestation. Mm-hmm. Whereas like... And, you know, Peeves mm-hmm. taking a form mm-hmm. is also wrong. Yeah. Peeves the poltergeist. Um, she was using poltergeist because Peeves is such a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah. Um, slash I love him. <laughs> Uh, but uh, in general, a poltergeist doesn't have form. Mm-hmm. And it's often um, you, not even a specific soul that is creating all the noise. Okay, yeah. Now, there is some, and we'll get into this, we'll get into the differences of mm-hmm. belief. Um, spiritualists who still exist <laughs> uh, believe that it is one specific soul or two and that they were malicious. Uh, whereas a modern researcher mm-hmm. has a different view, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, so they cause physical disturbances, loud noises, items being moved or destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pinch, they bite, they hit people. Yep. Um, levitation of objects, levitation of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they haunt a person mm-hmm. rather than a location. So you can see where it has yeah. a foot in both boats. Yeah. Demonology and a traditional haunting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not haunting the location, it's haunting a person. So moving doesn't help. Right. You um, need an old priest and a young priest. Keep that in mind. We're going to talk okay. about that in a second. <laughs> so uh, actually, accounts of what could be considered poltergeist activity go all the way back to the first century. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have shown up in the cultures in the United States, India, Japan, um... Don't know what I'm trying to write there. <laughs> Austria, Europe, Something Australia. B R A N Barn. Oh, I bet you it's supposed to be Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, that's a Z. Yeah. Braz. Braz. <laughs> I got halfway through writing that and just quit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and then most of Europe. Europe okay. is actually rife with poltergeists. Weird. Uh mostly center around female adolescence. Oh. Uh so if you're having a poltergeist. 
one of the things... Just murder all the girl children in your household. Okay, King Herod, reel it in. (laughs) But yeah, that will solve the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? Oh, no. (laughs) Poltergeist activity has been scientifically studied. uh, Mm -hmm. Well, as scientifically studied as one can get. I mean, it's hard to create poltergeist activity in a lab. Yeah. Um, But... There have been researchers, um, for example, physical researcher Frank Podmore, uh, who was kind of an interesting critter. He was a prominent Victorian skeptic. Uh Uh, He was also uh, the formation for the Society of Physical Research, which is uh, part of debunking. So Uh your fave movie? Yes. She would have been a participant in the Society for Physical Research. Wonderful. Yes. That's the Uh, awakening if you haven't been following along. Right. If you're new here. If you're new here. (laughs) Um, Go watch it. It's amazing. I actually feel like I could have hung out with Frank Podmore because in addition to being a skeptic, mm-hmm. uh, he but he did, you know, he was looking for answers. So he mm-hmm. did hang around with spiritualists. He did hang around with seance people. Um, he also was a founding member of the Party for Democratic Socialists, oh. which is my thing. Yep. And also he was a highly persecuted homosexual. Hmm. In 1907, he had to leave the British post office uh, without pension, um, because of, you know, <laughs> the love that dare not speak its name. Oh. Uh, and by 1910, he drowned, uh, even though he was fairly healthy, so it might have been a suicide. Sad. I know. Mm-hmm. I hate people. Uh, in addition to that, he was also a good writer. Uh, he wrote uh, Studies in Physical Research, mm-hmm. uh, which was called by the British press, Well Worth Reading. <laughs> wow <laughs> well, hang on there's more okay <laughs> it's agreeable reading as well oh. uh, this is all direct quote the style is generally vigorous and not infrequently brilliant so you know how we talk a lot about how we die yeah. and what happens afterwards yeah could i please have not infrequently brilliant on um, my tombstone on yes your tiara yep <laughs> well yep mm-hmm. i was gonna have a stone somewhere for people for oh. my for people to come and pay their respects yeah the throngs, yeah, you know, it better be in a wide grassy area. Yeah, where do you where do you want it to be? Where do I want it to be? Central Park, <laughs> by the fountain, <laughs> so that I can be widely appreciated. All right, That's also so people can sit on me while they do drugs. Yeah, which I, I would appreciate. I would for sure want something that people can climb on. Yeah, because that's what I used to do. Used to climb on things. Yeah. Like walls, like athleticism people? No, like Princess like Mia? Tombs. Oh. I grew up near a cemetery, let's remind you. Hey, everyone. I'm not objecting. Yeah. You do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So, going back to Frank Podmore, uh-huh. uh, he uh, was one of the researchers who came up with the naughty little girl theory, which I know, but remember, please, I'm it was the mid 1800s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and naughty little girl doesn't mean what Hugh Hefner turned it into. Uh. May he rot in hell. Yes. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. Did you know Hugh Hefner was a major supporter of the NAACP and also did a lot to uh, bring about equal rights between the races? That's great. He also like yep. <laughs> wanted to be buried right next to Marilyn Monroe so he could creep on her in perpetuity. So <laughs> let's just have a measured response to him. Yep. You have to look at both sides. <laughs> yeah. Because Hugh Hefner, ew, but also, huh. Yeah, everyone's complicated. <laughs> Ain't that God's truth? Yeah. <laughs> Every, there's no such thing as a simple human. So Frank Podmore came up with the naughty little girl theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and most researchers now dismiss poltergeist activity because it can be linked to a hoax from children. Oh. So like a lot of it. Fucking with children just getting away with shit. 
Um, they, uh, most of them call it mischief relying on psychological factors mm-hmm. like memory lapse, wishful thinking, or illusion, mm-hmm. even hallucination. Uh, it could also be air currents. Did you know back in Cape Cod uh, in the 1920s, they thought that they had a haunting on Cape Cod mm-hmm. um, in a large prominent house that had, you know, a couple fireplaces. Mm-hmm. And on windy days, the house would just shake. And yeah. they thought for sure it was a poltergeist. Oh, no. But it was um, really air currents coming through chimneys that were pulling mirrors off the walls. Fuck. Yeah, so pretty strong air so currents. strong winds. Close your flues. And yeah. then the problem stopped. There you go. Um, so they also have been able to link it to, uh, you know, the house settling. Mm-hmm. So extreme cases of the house settling. Mm-hmm. Turns out the house is sitting on top of an underground aquifer. And the movement of the water underneath the house is putting stress on the foundations, oh, and that's go. what's causing these paranormal experiences. Oh, well, it's so, actually totally normal. Yeah. You just don't have the context for it. Your shit, I guess. Now, on the other hand, there are also believers. Mm-hmm. One of them, uh, who is a believer with an asterisk, is <laughs> Nandor Fedor. I feel like that's how you could best describe me. <laughs> with an asterisk? A believer with an asterisk. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you could probably describe me as almost everything with an asterisk. She was lovely, asterisk. She was polite, asterisk. She was down for anything, asterisk. Fade in my asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> what is that from? That's a quote uh, from something. It is from something. I don't know. Useful. <laughs> so, Nandor Fedora was a friend and colleague of Freud, just mm-hmm. to give you kind of an idea of his time period. That dude. That, yeah. That's Freud okay. tried hard. That's okay. We don't he at to. least gave us a jumping off point. Yeah. Uh, in case you guys aren't following this, Freud is wrong about so many things. So wrong. So wrong. So obsessed with penises. Yeah. Which, I get it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he pioneered the theory that a poltergeist is actually an external manifestation of the subconscious mind. So there's two ideas here that mm-hmm. he says, sure, to both of One is that there's so much energy Mm -hmm. inside your brain, in your subconscious, that it can manifest physically and change things about the world around you. Huh. That's actually, amongst researchers, a widely held belief. Wow. Okay. So um, the second idea is that the subconscious manifestations Mm -hmm. are in your head, Mm -hmm. but you believe them so thoroughly that... It affects the way you see and deal with the world. That that makes more sense to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Asterisk. Asterisk. Um, so, to quote Albus Dumbledore, uh, just because it's happening in your head, why should that mean it's not real? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, technically, uh, a lot of things are happening in our head. I mean, like, literally everything that you experience is yeah. happening in your head. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. So. Well, this is getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. If you ever really want to be freaked out about how you experience things, uh-huh. put up a bunch of like similar paint chips and have people describe what's pink and what's red. Like say Shit. you have like a gradient, like where does red become pink? Oh man. And people will not agree <laughs> because Let's everybody see. sees things a little bit differently. Man. I know. It's so deep. <laughs> so um, he, he believes that human, this is Nandor Fedor again, mm. uh, human agents suffering from stress and tension are the ones who will manifest these things. Mm. Uh, he was regularly attacked by spiritualists because spiritualists really believe capitalization. Yeah. 
Um, all, he believed that all poltergeist activity was a pure invention of the haunties subconscious, mm -hmm. as well as a bundle of projected repressions. You were more likely to, if you had felt trauma or st massive stress. So, mm -hmm. um, for example, if you had been sexually molested as a child, mm -hmm. you are more likely to experience poltergeist activity, whether that be your subconscious mm -hmm. projecting physically and moving the energy around you because there's so much stress and tension inside of you. Yeah. Or if it's the way you perceive things mm -hmm. because you've been through these horrible stressors already. Okay. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, he also believed, though, that it could be psychokinesis. So one or the other. It's either okay. happening in your head or your brain is really strong. It's um, happening in your head or your head's making it happen. Right. <laughs> um, spiritualists all believed that it was a malicious spirit. Yeah. That, you know, the life continued after death. Uh -huh. And they, they could affect and change things here. So they believe, boom, it's a pure malicious spirit. Okay. Now, when I think about Poltergeist, I think about the movie Poltergeist. And I know that had some like yeah. Uh, Did you see Spiel it? Um, I've seen it once, and uh -huh. all I remember thinking was that lady with the crazy voice. This house is clear. <laughs> That's um, I wasn't very impressed with it because I didn't find it to be very scary. My mom hates that movie though. Mm -hmm. It's the little girl in it. They're mm -hmm. here. Yeah, yeah. She does not like that. She doesn't like it when I say they're here. Like <laughs> a normal person. Oh yeah, mom. The the Joneses are here. Oh mom, they're here. She doesn't like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Not that a fan. We made a deep impression on her. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I know that that movie had a lot of problems, but uh -huh. I don't think they actually had a polter. Okay, so you want me to tell you about this movie? Yes. Because I was like, oh, let's you know, do some googling. Um. So yeah, it's the the 1982 movie by Steven Spielberg. You started oh, to say see? that. See? Yeah, correct. I thought it was a Spielberg. It's a Spielbaum movie. Um, Not one of his better films. I, I haven't seen it, full disclosure. It's no Jurassic Park. Yeah. Which is his magnum opus. As I was doing research into this one, though, I was like, oh, yeah, Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's oh, I'm a sure. lot of pulls from, I mean, all 80s, like, all horror, 80s horror slash weird movies. If we if we refer to it as, like, VHS horror that, yes. like, captures that, like, iconic time. That is completely 100% it yes um so so yeah. you heard it here first first folks if people start saying vhs horror that's from us <laughs> tm 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 um <laughs> so yeah it was made in um early 80s uh it's you know got that it's about a family um this is all conjecture and research because i haven't seen the movie how have you never seen I've it i've never seen it I it's just, not that scary you should I, watch it i never grew up watching horror movies sure so this like I started like The Ring was my first horror movie, and wow, I never what a place to start. I know I never really dipped back far. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, I always I was I had the Blockbuster Unlimited pass. Oh, there you go. So I just like tore through, and anything that was like recommended, I would watch, and it was one of those. So oh, yeah. nice. That's why I've seen so many fucking movies. Yeah. So it's uh yeah it's about this family and it's something to do with the little girl the TV. Yep, Carol Ann mm -hmm. is the little girl, I believe. I'm not sure if that's her real life name. No, um, it's the character name, Carol. Yeah, Lynn. I didn't write down character names. I don't know. I don't know why. She gets sucked into the television, right? Uh, something to do with that. And yeah, there's that famous scene where she, they're here. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so a lot of shit goes down. I don't know, but it's 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 a poltergeist because it's not a specific ghost. It's psychic energy that's right. like manifesting, manifesting it through the, a young girl. 
Um, anyway, so I was wondering if that was based on a like a true story, like so many horror films are allegedly, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't appear to be based on a true story that I could find. But there is a supposed curse, right, surrounding the the All franchise. The people who made the movie died, right? Like- um, so yeah, it was it was made into a trilogy. Um, now in the first film, uh, when things are kind of popping off at the end, the the mom character ends up in the backyard, uh, falls into the, the pit, the pit swimming pool dugout yeah. hole, um, and there's like a bunch of water. It's raining and it's muddy, and she realizes that there's a bunch of skeletons. Yes, and I think that's why. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I think that's what causes all the phenomenon in the house is because it's like built on a mass grave essentially is it's a native american burial ground right isn't that where that comes from like what'd you build your house on a native american burial ground and they're like yep Uh, (laughs) so so there's a bunch of skeletons isn't it so interesting to listen to people who haven't seen a movie describe it um (laughs) we should do that's that's a new podcast idea we explain movies that we haven't seen (laughs) i'll start with the last jedi (laughs) oh fuck yes um I would, yeah, I'd very much like to hear your uh, <laughs> your synopsis of that movie. Um, so anyway, so she's, you know, there's a bunch of skeletons. Um, now, that actress at the time, and so did, along with most of the cast and crew, assumed that those were prop skeletons. No. They were not. Oh, gross. I don't, where do you even get those bodies? Like, where do you get skeletons? I don't know where they got them, but apparently it was too expensive to make prop skeletons, so they got real ones. Okay, I know you haven't seen that movie, but those bodies are kind of meaty. Like, they look like they have junk on them still. Yeah. No, I, saw, that, just I saw clips of that scene, and it's it's horrifying. And this poor actress is like... So she thinks she's acting with props, and she, then later she finds out? They're real. <gasps> Mm-hmm. I would have sued. Yeah. I hope she sued. I don't know what happened. I mean, it was the 80s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she was a woman. She didn't have a shot. Um, wow. So yeah. is that why they think the whole thing is cursed? That um, they use yeah. these bodies poorly? I think so. Um, because well, let me give you a rundown of everything that's happened. So weirdly enough, nothing has really happened to that particular actress. Um, she's still alive and well, I believe. Uh, but in my head, she's Jamie Lee Curtis, but I know she really. She's isn't. not. It's what's her name? Joe Beth Williams. Nope, never even heard yep, of her. Maybe that's know. why nothing's happened. She yeah. like her part of the curse is being banished to oblivion. Maybe she's you know maybe her part of the curse is like you know what, she's not acting, but she's alive and doing very well. Um, <laughs> bless. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. It's the best thing you can hope for. Yeah. So, um, the older daughter in the family was played by actress Dominique Dunn, and I think this was covered on My Favorite Murder. Um, a while ago, but anyway, so she was. I kind of stopped listening to every podcast except for ours. <laughs> well, but I don't want to be influenced by other people's podcasts. No, I get that. That's okay, it. but this was like a year or so ago. Anyway, oh, um, so she listening. was. <laughs> 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 We're very supportive of the podcast community. We um, are. We are. But also, are. I just want to be authentic. Mm-hmm. No, that's legit. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, so she was about 21 at the time of the filming. And then um, uh, months after the film release in 82, uh, she was strangled in her driveway by her ex-boyfriend. To death? To death. My God. Yeah. That's a bad way to die. Yeah. That's yeah. awful. Yeah, it was a, 
it was very violent and like made a lot of news and stuff. And that was, so that was the first thing that happened. And this was, yeah. So she was 22 at the time of her death, but that was just mere months after the release of the first film. Wow. Um, and then while they're making the second film, um, actor, Native American actor Will Sampson uh, was just getting some real bad vibes from the set. Um, so he stayed after one night to perform a late night exorcism. Uh, on sure, the set. which is something lay people should take on. Well, but it's it appeared to work to some <laughs> degree because um, the other actors mentioned that like, yeah, after he did that, things seemed a lot more calm and oh, like good. chill. So hopefully that worked, but it, it, it seems like the damage was kind of already done as far as like the first film uh, because shit's continued to happen. Um, he, that actor died in 1987 of, of, yeah, of malnutrition and post-operative kidney failure at the age oh, of 53. How awful. Another terrible way to die. Yeah. Kidneys hurt. Yeah. The whole time you're dying. Mm-hmm. Um, another, the, the director, I didn't write down his name of the second film died of stomach cancer. Now he was diagnosed with stomach cancer before he started directing this film. So he was like, let's go out big. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I don't know how much stock I put into that one. Um, but, um, most tragically Heather O'Rourke, who, who plays the young girl who says they're here. Um, she died months before the release of the, the third and final film. Um, at the age of 12, uh, she went, she like went to the hospital with flu like symptoms and then died of cardiac arrest and septic shock, um, from a mid- misdiagnosed intestinal issue, which is just insane. <laughs> like at God. the age of 12. You know what? It's actually not that insane. We do not know very much about intestines. That's true. Like if you have something going on in your gut, doctors are not great at catching it because it's so hard to do now back then also what is that 1988 yeah 80 something yeah so they they were just starting to have the scopes that we have today Mm -hmm. so things are way way better today um but we still don't have a great understanding of guts and how they work yeah um my sister's uh uh epilepsy might be related to her gut Hmm. and the things that she's like allergic to so guts man scary it's weird um, so yeah, that happened. And then another actor who was, who played, um, like some small role in this franchise, Richard Lawson, um, he survived a plane crash that killed a number of other people. I don't think I'd want to survive. <laughs> yeah, he was, I was reading this article and they had like a brief kind of like documentary on it basically. And he was interviewed and he was like surprisingly chill about the whole thing. And I was like, all right, man. That like, seems awful. Woof. Um, That's why I don't like elevators either. I don't like falling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Lou Perryman, um, who is another side character. I didn't write down who any of these characters were because well, I didn't I mean, see the movie. context, so. <laughs> it's whatever. Um, but he was also in it. He was um, murdered in 2009 by a recently released ex-con. Um, he was murdered in his home with an axe, which was... Wow, by an ex-con. I wonder how the ex-con found him. Yeah, I don't know. Or what if it was like random. Can I also just put a little tidbit? This is a little side culture tidbit. Uh They are creating a television series, I think on the Honey Boo Boo channel, TLC. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, I've never seen, I don't even have cable, so Uh I won't be able to see this, but um, they are creating a show 
about women who like long distance marry cons while they're in prison. Oh my God. TLC needs to just pump the brakes. Isn't that so TLC though? But this is about the guys getting out and like adjusting not only to life on the outside and like rejoining society, but also Uh having a wife. Yeah. I just don't know if that's a great. I know. Right. How many of these women are going to end up murdered? Yeah. You know, TLC is encouraging this. TLC is giving everybody money. I could be mm-hmm. wrong about the okay. thing. Uh, guys right in the show, tell us what's going on. Yeah, I don't have cable. I'm sorry. That sounds like a very bad idea. But yeah. So that's um, that's the curse of poltergeist. Um, so yeah, not poltergeist related, but... But still. It's weird. It's poltergeist related, but it wasn't a poltergeist. It's not a poltergeist. It's, uh, it's more... It's it's a legend. I mean, it's I think it could be just a series of weird coincidences, but right. that is a lot of death. That's a lot. That's a great Especially deal. Especially untimely death. I wonder how Steven Spielberg feels about that. Yeah. We should tweet him. Hey, man. Uh, hey, uh, how do just... you feel about all the deaths surrounding that one franchise that you made? He probably would love that. He, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so speaking of movies. Yes. My story for today's Poltergeist story mm-hmm. uh, actually was recently made into a film. I didn't find that out until after I'd done this stuff. You didn't? I don't. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I want things. to because Well, it's... I'm not going. Okay, but <sighs> Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it was The Conjuring 2. Yes, but like, I remember when I made you watch The Conjuring 1? Yeah, which is why I haven't seen The Conjuring 2, Jennifer. (laughs) I have never, I think that movie, the only movie that freaked me out more than the original Conjuring. Yeah. uh, It's it's about even with Amityville Horror with um, Ryan Reynolds and his beautiful abs. (laughs) Uh, But the movie that freaked me out the most of all time? Yes. The Hills Have Eyes. I haven't seen that one. I will not watch it with you. Okay. I saw that the day I graduated high school, my entire class went to the drive-in movie together That's that cute. night. I know. We were really cute. And we saw Transformers 1 <laughs> and the Hills Have Eyes remake. And I don't think I slept for the next two days. Oh, shit. I, it was the most terrified yeah. I have ever been, especially because I'm from the country mm-hmm. and we watched that movie in a cornfield. Oh boy! And so that's not great. That's just out in nature. Yeah, fucking what's in the nature? It's like watching Jaws in an inner tube, which that's, people do, and it's insane. Which seems like so much fun to me. It also does seem like fun. Jaws, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. Jaws isn't that scary. Um, but like watching The Conjuring one in an abandoned house would be very unsettling. I probably only saw half that movie and I was just screaming at you the rest of the time to tell me what was happening. Yeah, I, uh, dude, I had to like. <laughs> What is going on? What is going on? (laughs) Remember the clothing line and the sheet snaps off and it makes a body? Yes. No. Anyway, um, that's a great movie. Everyone should see it. Well, uh, it's also very well acted. It's very well acted. It's very well like shot. And I realized that my favorite genre of horror is period horror. Where it's like, I don't like... Yeah, like when, you, when you're when you out of tampons. I know, right? That's the worst. I knew you were going to make that joke. Um, but like, I don't like horror movies that were made in the 70s, but I like horror movies about the 70s. Yeah, that's understandable. Well, the 70s were kind of, I don't know. It a was spooky sort of time. The, yeah, it was just this sort of like new age, brand new world. Yeah, lapels you know, were big. So much pattern. <laughs> Scary, very scary time. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so this is my story is from the 70s. Okay. This is from 77. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, um, <clears throat> uh, so this is 1977. That is four years after the release of The Exorcist. I'm going to come okay. back to that, so remember that fact. Um, the Exorcist came out in 1973. Okay. 
And this is The Haunting of a Poltergeist mm-hmm. at 284 Green Street, Enfield, England. This is called The Enfield Poltergeist. It's actually a very yes. famous story. A lot of you might already be familiar with it, so feel free to I've zone out. I've heard of it. I don't know the details, so tell Ooh, me everything. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, I looked up, first off, where Enfield is. It's a it's kind of the north central borough of London, so it's, oh, okay. it's very That's... much within London. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, I was the... imagining rural. Yes, that's fair, but no, it's London. Okay. <laughs> um, Everything that's not London, I just imagine as rural. Yes. Anything that there isn't London no is cities. just the Cotswolds. <laughs> that or Manchester. Right. You're not a mank, you're a wank. Um, so 284 Green Street, 1977. The family is um, uh, the family of Peggy Hodgson. She's mm-hmm. the single mother to four. Look how British I am. I wrote single mum to four. Oh, lovely. Um, so she had four children. Margaret, Janet, Johnny, and Billy. Margaret was 14, Janet's 11, Johnny is 10, and Billy is 7. Their father, uh, it was kind of an unusual housing situation. In the 70s, Mm -hmm. divorce was not common. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they had just kicked dad to the curb. Uh, Father was not in in life. Wow. So one of the um, photos of this event, it looks like a little girl being pulled up in the air. She's got a very kind of... um, Mm. Horrified look on her face, yep. I would describe. Okay. Sometimes you see it in color, sometimes you see it in black and white. She's quite slender. Um, a lot of people describe her as elfin, and that's Janet. Janet is the 11 year old girl okay. who most of this poltergeist activity surrounds. girl. Naughty little girl. Okay, this is just. Mm, uh, every time you say that phrase, I'm just very <laughs> uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll lay that to rest. Um, Now, Janet uh, has given interviews as recently as 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I'm sorry. Um, As recently as last summer. Well, yeah, because when the movie came out. Right. So suddenly everyone cares again. They cared again. And it was also um, because this last year was 17. So 17 to Mm -hmm. 77. Okay. Yep. That's an anniversary. Exactly. I bet they'd plan that with the movie. Uh, maybe they did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how Hollywood works. Anyway. So this poltergeist activity uh, was picked up. It, it became a subject of national inquiry. Uh-huh. Uh, it was picked up by the Daily Mail. It was picked up by the Daily Mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really all captured the world. All journalistic Well, uh, it's a poltergeist story. <laughs> they can't all be the Times London. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so this uh, all began August 30th. Um, the disturbance... Uh, originally started as bed shaking and a low voice uh-huh. being heard in the walls. Uh-huh. Um, and this was in the room of Janet and Johnny, who okay. shared a bedroom. Uh-huh. And they heard all this, and so they called for their mom. Uh-huh. And when mom showed up in the room, it stopped. Uh-huh. The next night, Typical. the kids are in bed. Uh-huh. Uh, mom is downstairs. She hears a crash. Uh-huh. She goes to scold everybody. Yep. They're still in their beds quietly. Uh-huh. And she sees a dresser. Uh-huh. One of the dressers in the kids' room moves. Fuck. It moves about six inches forward. Mm-hmm. She swears she saw it move. Okay. She pushes it back into place, yep. thinking the house was settling or, or something. You know. Yeah, the house is settling and sliding a dresser, an only a dresser, across the, across floor. the floor six inches. She shoves it back. Logical. It moves forward six inches again. Fuck! She no. goes to shove it back again Mm-mm. and is incapable of moving it. Shit. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. That's, oh, nope. So, 
She and all the kids run next door. Get out. Uh, they they go to their next door neighbor's house, uh, Vic and Peggy Nottingham. Uh-huh. Vic was a big guy. He was a builder. Yeah. And he's, they said that they'd never seen a family so terrified. They couldn't explain what was going on. So Vic goes over to investigate things himself. Mm-hmm. Likewise has the shit scared out of him. Can I just say, though, that this is like the most reasonable horror movie family I've ever heard they of. They get the fuck out. Where it's like, dresser moves once, fuck this, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> They're not sitting around day 28 yeah, with like, green slime running down the walls. They're like, fuck this. We fuck are this. out. <laughs> Uh, well, they're renters, so they, they're staying in a council house, which okay. if you are living in London, I guess that's a very common way of living, yeah. um, kind of all over. It's sort of a leftover yeah. from the feudal system, really, well, um, I mean, where land is owned by... social system network. Yeah. And it's not a bad system. No. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying. Uh, so they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. This knocking and these voices continue, so they call the police. Uh-huh. Now, I will say, this is the most compelling information to me. Okay. Over 30 adult witnesses... Yeah. That's a lot. See what is happening in this house. Uh-huh. When they call the police, uh, a policewoman whose name is Judy. <laughs> Hang on, I have it here. What's the most British name I can think of? Mildred. Well, it's Carolyn Heaps. Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so over 30 adults, including a policewoman, WPC Carolyn Heaps, uh-huh. see these hauntings, see these experiences. Uh, share that something is wrong here. Uh-huh. Carolyn Heaps actually signed an affidavit affirming her experiences uh-huh. and that there's she doesn't believe that the children did anything. Mm-hmm. So the police come. Uh-huh. They're like, yep, haunted as fuck. Don't know what to tell you. No laws are being broken. So they leave. <laughs> They're like, good luck with this then. Cheerio. Yeah, like what do you do in that situation? Yeah. Yep, I... haunted. Yeah, Bye. Sure. <laughs> Here's an affidavit. We definitely saw that happen too. Bye. Yeah. Um, so there was no evidence of lawbreaking. They left. So their next move was to contact the Daily Mirror. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do? In exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got a problem. See, well, the thing is, they got to make enough money it. so that they can move. Exactly. That's, so they got to sell their story. Hence the Daily Mirror. So they contact the da- Daily Mirror. Graham Morris uh, is their reporter. He comes out to take photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he reports just absolute chaos. Yeah. These, during these haunting experiences, things are flying. Uh, frightened people are screaming. He captures that famous image of Janet mm. being pulled off her bed and mm-hmm. levitating in the middle of the room. Um, the, so then the Society for Physical Research comes in. Uh-huh. Remember the names that we've used before? Yep. One of them is Maurice Gross, which is a great name. Yep. Sorry. And then possibly even better name, uh-huh. Guy Lion Playfair. Jesus. Right? That's made up. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> So they report seeing Legos and marbles flying around the room. And that when you picked them up, they were hot to the touch. Fuck. Exactly. (laughs) Now, these are the guys who come in to be skeptics. Yes. And they have since written books. I believe Guy um, Maurice Gross's book is what they base The Conjuring 2 on. I want to see that movie now. Nope. Hard pass. Thank (laughs) you, but no. (laughs) Uh, that's a fundamental difference between you and I you have a respect for the spooky and I'm like show me Um, so over the course of this haunting uh, things only increased they got worse Um, sofas levitated Mm -hmm. people levitated furniture was flung the kids were grabbed and held immobile one little boy was sucked uh, like something grabbed him and started to pull him under the bed and when mom came to pull him she couldn't pull him out Oh, my God. Um, 
uh, there was knocking and the knocking would move within the wall. It would be in one location and then another. It would fade in and out. Let me... Oh, God. Trying to save paper here. Yeah. Uh, so most of the activity did center on Janet. She okay. was 11. She uh -huh. was quite small. Yep. She would go into horrible, violent trances where she was much more violent than she should have been for mm -hmm. being for her, the size that she was. Mm -hmm. um, the iron fireplace, you know those like small iron coal burning fireplaces? Yeah. The iron fireplace in her room was ripped from the wall. And when you see this girl... She's incredibly tiny. Yep. She's so slender. Uh-huh. She makes you look like me. <laughs> um, so she felt like something uh, was behind her all the time. She was very much oh the God. center of this. Oh, the so... poltergeist eventually spoke through her. Ugh. His name was Bill. Yeah. He was a previous tenant who died in the chair downstairs. He had a terribly foul mouth. <laughs> He would cuss and swear. Uh -huh. um, and what's interesting, this is from, um, I think I think this deeply fucked Janet up, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> um, because she's she kind of talks out of both sides of her mouth uh -huh. in these interviews. So she says she felt very threatened, uh -huh. but also that he felt like he was part of the family. Uh -huh. And I think that's very telling considering the sort of family life that maybe they had. Uh-huh. Um, so the non-believers mm -hmm. came in and said, these kids have been put through the ringer. They went through an ugly divorce. This little girl. Oh yeah, sure. It was divorce that did it. <laughs> divorce in the seventies was different. I and, know, but... and the divorce in this situation <sighs> seems to have been violent or abusive. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it's funny that I'm being more skeptical here than you are. <laughs> You're like, nope, it's a poltergeist. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe not. It sounds like something's going on. <laughs> right. Um, so Janet leaves home at the age of 16, uh -huh. which doesn't bode well for the kind of parenting experiences that we're seeing. No. She marries young. Uh, Johnny, the brother, uh -huh. died just three years after this haunting. Aww. He had um, stomach problems. Mom died of breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Janet's own son died in his sleep when he was 18. Shit. So Janet had a really hard life. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks like... A lot of these poltergeist activities were actually caused by her. Really? So they sent in uh, more people to test. Uh -huh. And some things could not be explained. Okay. But sometimes it was Janet, you know, knocking on the walls or pushing mm. something with her foot. The mm. picture of her levitating uh -huh. could just be her jumping off a bed. She was a That's top right. athlete in her school. Okay. I think I've seen the picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. So even though she was very small, mm -hmm. she was also probably very, very strong. Okay. The voice that spoke through her used the vocabulary and cadence of a young child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though it, you know, it sounded like, like an older person. You can fake that. Right. They were using words that children would use. Interesting. So it might be some things. It might be the other. Okay. Um, Janet herself says about 2% of the things were faked. That sometimes she was just trying to get attention. Okay. And sometimes it was real. Shit. So she stands by it. A lot of other people stand by, a lot of people stand by this and yeah. say this fucking happened. Uh -huh. uh, one of the people who definitely stand by it are Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yep. Um, who are very uh, yeah, controversial kind of a, figures. Kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. They, uh, they either knew everything or they were so full of shit, mm -hmm. we should put them in a sewer. <laughs> so, um, so it's kind of a mixed bag. I am unconvinced. I think I will take time to see The Conjuring 2. 
Yes. Don't say it like that. Okay. <laughs> that's, yes. That makes no. Nope, that's worse. Don't make me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very interested in it. Uh, apparently, they're also developing some documentaries. Uh, people who believe and people who don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm torn. I really. I'm genuinely yeah. torn. The reason that I made the note that it's after the release of The Exorcist mm-hmm. is that these sort of paranormal hypes. Yeah. Really got bigger after The Exorcist. I think, remember we did our exorcism episode, I talked to my dad, and who grew up Roman Catholic, Mm -hmm. and he said it was not part of common knowledge about exorcisms. Until after the movie. Until after that movie. And then it got kind of sexy and interesting. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, grain of salt. Yep. For sure. Grain of salt. Um, So at least, uh, I'll have a movie. Oh, final note. Uh In 1978, a priest came. Mm-hmm. And after that, things calm down. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. So that's the basics, very basics, of the Enfield haunting. Mm-hmm. Um, got a good movie to watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, speaking of good movies, uh, the next one, I've seen it. There is, I guess, several movies about it, but they all appear to be terrible. <laughs> um, this is, of course, one of the most famous folklore i guess some a lot of people just call it folklore at this point because i don't really know but it's hard to substantiate i know your story it's hard to substantiate things that are that far in the past exactly and so uh it's the tale of the bell witch in uh that place in tennessee i didn't write where it is but it's could it could it be bell no uh bell refers to the bell family oh okay is who was a tormented this whole time yeah so it starts in 1817 which is why it's, it's hard to substantiate. Hard to substantiate. We this. can call it folklore. Yeah. So uh, John Bell, who is the dad, Papa Bell, um, he's in- inspecting his cornfield, finds an animal with the body of a dog and a head of a rabbit, and he shoots it several times. Uh, but how do you describe the body of a dog? Because how different is that from the body of a dog. rabbit? I mean, I know, but like. Like, I'm imagining it like a larger dog, like a pit bull or something. Oh, okay. I was picturing Gambit. (laughs) There are larger dogs in the world. I mean, I know that. I'm just imagining, like, a dog that would be able to survive in the wild, which is not Gambit. (laughs) Gambit absolutely could. No, he couldn't. (laughs) That's a lie. He's useless. Um, Yes. Gambit can barely survive in our house. Body of a dog and a head of a rabbit, which is troubling to me. But, I mean, maybe it was just... Maybe it was just an ugly-ass dog. Maybe it's just an ugly-ass dog with, like, big, floppy ears. Yeah. Did you ever see that picture of, like, the mystery sewer animal in New York? Nah. Rolled up on the banks of the Hudson all swollen and bald? I'm not a fan. It was just a raccoon that yeah. had mange. Yeah. You know? So yeah, like, you never know with old-timey shit. Where exactly. Like, the Fiji mermaid. Um, what is the... You don't know what the Fiji mermaid is? Oh, I do. It was from Barnum and Bailey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and it was like a monkey thing. that a... had a fish tail on it. Yeah, it was like full on. Someone took half a monkey and half a fish and sewed it together. Gross. Yeah. This is why I'm not a fan of circuses. <laughs> because they did shit like this all the time. Circuses are terrible. Yeah. I will say that. But yeah. they do have a great aesthetic. Okay. Anyway. Ooh, can I recommend a book to you? Okay. Water for Elephants. <laughs> okay. It's one of my favorite novels. Thanks. Yeah. 1930s. Mm-hmm. You'll love it, Jen. It's problematic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This explores the problematic nature of circuses. And elephants. The only good circuses are human circuses. Okay. Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Exactly. All right. 
Anyway. Those are ethical. So this is uh, a weird animal, allegedly, that he saw and shot several times, but when he went to approach it, it had disappeared. Uh Uh-huh. Dude was high on moonshine. (laughs) Yeah, well, we don't know for sure. But that is kind of where Where things start. Um, So after dinner that same day, um, they start to hear beating sounds on the outside of their house. It's so aggressive right off the bat. I know, right? So, uh, you know, could be the wind. We don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But that's not the only thing that happens. So that is not just a one-night thing. It continues every night. Jesus. Yeah. Pounding. Like a... Pounding. Beating, it says. Okay, let's, uh, yeah. No, it's not gonna, it doesn't, it doesn't translate well. Um, anyway. Um, so, yeah, beating on the outside of the house. Um, the children would wake up frightened and complain um, of rats gnawing on their bedposts. Oh, my God. Ugh. At least it's not them, though. Right. <laughs> Which also could have legitimately been happening. That's this true. This is 1817. 1817. <laughs> In the In Tennessee. Town. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that um, bed covers would be pulled back and pillows would be tossed on the floor. Um, so those are kind of the first physical manifestations. Um, that transitions into a faint whispering that sounds like an old woman singing hymns. Well, that should be comforting. Yeah, you would think. But it's not. But it's not. It doesn't, it doesn't end there. Um, so the youngest daughter, Betsy, begins experiencing brutal encounters with the entity, is what it's referred to. Um, her hair would be pulled. She'd be slapped with Mark's left. Um, so again, young girl with not little girl. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm just trying to, I, I wish I, the, the movie that I saw was made in like the early two thousands. It's not great, but if, look it up if you care to, okay. I don't know. It's not great. Um, is it just called the bell witch? I think so. Okay. I tried to find it on IMDb and I couldn't really, which tells you exactly how good it like is like how good quality it is um so this is happening and uh they tell f- their neighbors about it family friends and they're like well i've got to experience this for myself they're you <laughs> yeah they're me um they're probably just like guys chill out it's probably nothing so they're they come over spend the night the same they experience the same thing so now they they know what's going on um James Johnston, who's the family friend who's staying, um, wakes up in the middle of the night and hears voices or whatever um, and says, in the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? And that quiets things for the night. So he invoked, you know, the Lord's name and that appeared to have worked, um, but it didn't work for long because over time the voice strengthens and at one point it recites two sermons simultaneously what word for word that were preached on the same day at the same time 13 miles apart well this is a very religious ghost it is a very well yeah ghost poltergeist whatever we want right um it just feels like you know well you know i don't know maybe that's how people did religion back then maybe she was trying to like this is the early 1800s again that's like violence and religion probably went hand in hand a lot they probably don't have a lot of books there um (laughs) Anyway, so the the site I was reading, which let me find it, um, the Bell Witch. It's called the bellwitch.org. Um, and oh, they got a nonprofit status there. Yes, they do. This is a very interesting 
website because um, I'm reading through all this. And then all of a sudden, I'm just kind of like scroll down. And then it's like, Andrew Jackson came to visit. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, three of the Bell sons, the oldest sons, had fought um, under General Andrew Jackson in the Battle of New Orleans in 1819. That's a, that's a gory fucking battle. Yeah. That is... Yeah. Those um, men are traumatized. Yeah, probably. And, I mean, it makes sense because Jackson's from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So that's how they know him. So they tell him about all of this, and he's, like, intrigued because Andrew Jackson. Right. Um, and so he's like, well, I got to check this out, clearly. Uh, so he and, like, some other men uh, decide to take a trip out to Bell Farm. They So Jackson's entourage consists of several men, some well-groomed horses, and a wagon. I'm, re- I'm just reading. I love from the those details. Down. Yeah. Um, as they approached the these bell- horses weren't shady looking. No, they, they were very well groomed. <laughs> well groomed. Um, as they approached the bell property, the wagon stopped suddenly, and the horses couldn't pull it. Um, <laughs> after several minutes of cursing and trying to coax the horses into pulling the wagon, Jackson proclaimed, "By the eternal boys, that must be the bell witch." <laughs> <laughs> the eternal boys i don't know <laughs> what the fuck Andrew oh no Jackson? it's by the eternal comma boys so he's referring to his men okay oh. there we go mystery solved i was very confused about that sentence <laughs> uh yeah this, i just love everything about this anyway uh then a disembodied female voice told jackson that they could proceed and that she would see them again later that evening so by the eternal that must be the bell witch and then she's like oh you guys go on ahead i'll catch you later well it's just like you gotta you gotta you know respect right (laughs) you better recognize recognize And they're like, ah, you're the bell witch. And she's like, proceed, but I shall visit you. I like her style, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they were then able to proceed across the property, up the lane, to, and to the bell home, where Jackson and John Bell had a long discussion about the Indians and other topics while Jackson's entourage waited to see if the entity was going to manifest. I'm just like straight up reading this because it's more interesting than how I could tell it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the men claimed to be a witch tamer. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. How very taming of the shrew. Yeah, it's. I think this is just very like Andrew Jackson and his crew being like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna do whatever they want. I'm like, so bad. Cap fuck, cap fuck, cap That's yeah. just like what I picture. Yeah, they're just a bunch of frat boys, and he's like, yeah, don't worry, I'm a total witch tamer. Wink. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. If you know what I mean, I've tamed several witches. Uh, yeah. Um, after several uneventful hours, he pulled out a shiny pistol and proclaimed that a silver bullet would kill any evil spirit that came into contact with. Sure, that makes sense. Why yeah, not? Whatever. Um, he went on to say that the reason nothing had happened to them was because whatever had been disturbing the bells was scared of his silver bullet. Fucking douchebag. <laughs> Please tell me the witch shows up then and is like, fuck you. Immediately, the man screamed and began jerking his body in different directions, complaining that he was being stuck with pins and beaten severely. Good. Yep. Get him, girl. A a strong, swift kick to the man's posterior region from an invisible foot sent him out the front door. Angry, the entity then spoke up and announced that there was yet another fraud in Jackson's party and that he would be identified and tormented the following evening. And so, She's not so organized. So organized. Is it weird that I'm a fan of her now? I'm like way on her team. 
Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> shortly after that, <laughs> Jackson and his team were like, you know what? Let's go. It's uh, they didn't wait around to about see that time, yeah. folks. Let's. Yeah. Oh, would you look at my wrist? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they. Well, okay, they they begged they begged to leave, but Jackson, on the other hand, insisted on staying so that he could ascertain who the other fraud was. Uh, the men eventually went outside to sleep in their tents, but continued begging Jackson to leave. What happened next is not clear, but Jackson and his entourage were spotted in nearby Springfield early the next morning, presumably en route to Nashville. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so. I really enjoy that story because it's a bunch of tough guys being... History's mysteries. Yeah. Um, anyway, so remember Betsy? Yeah. She's the young girl about who is initially being attacked. A few years later, and it does, it never makes clear how old she is, so I have no idea how weirded out to, to be, be that a few <clears throat> years later she um, becomes interested in and... Uh, subsequently engaged to a man named Joshua Gardner. Um, I'm assuming she's in her teens, at least. God, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but it sounds like our uh, salty old sea bitch, the entity, was not a fan of this guy. <laughs> she probably had Betsy's best interest at in art. Yeah, she's like, not having this guy. So she would just like repeatedly tell... Okay, so like... Uh, her family, the Bells, were like, well, yeah, sure, whatever, this guy is fine. But no, the entity would repeatedly tell Betsy not to marry this guy. Smart. She's like, girl, I've been there. I've seen it. I know it. So they're like still going to get married because, you know, they know better. Um, but <laughs> but <laughs> let me read you this sentence. <laughs> and keep in mind that they're engaged and that I have so many questions. Um <laughs> <laughs> says, Betsy and Joshua could not go into the river, the field, or the cave to play without the entity taunting them persistently. Gross. They're adults. <laughs> Gross. Are they playing doctor? I don't know. Like, how, like, yeah. Question number one. How old are they? That makes a big difference about yep. how weird I think this is. Yep. But it also makes it weird knowing that they're engaged. <laughs> like, there's these two things should not exist in the same sentence i yeah that's not damn it tennessee yeah anyway um and i'm not sure like what age makes this like better or worse i can't picture a time where that's good like not those not those two things well if you hold the two facts together in symphony Mm -hmm. then on one hand Mm -hmm. okay you've got say a 17 18 year old yeah. Which I don't think is a crazy assumption. No. Going out into the fields to play. And that's like, creepy. But like also like is play they're... a euphemism for sex and like right. why are you using that word play? Exactly. Then? Or your other idea that uh-huh. you could again you could hold in concert is that you have an eleven year, twelve year old yeah. who are going out in the field to play, but also they're engaged. But also probably the man is older because right. they don't just let two eleven year old kids get married. Right. So, this is some creepy ass shit. This is some creepy ass shit, <laughs> and not because of ghosts. <laughs> um. Anyway, fucking Tennessee. Um. So, uh, their patients have finally reached critical mass, and on Easter Monday of eighteen twenty one, Betsy met Joshua at the river and broke off their engagement. Yeah, because she was fucking sick of his shit. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? This this salty old sea bitch knows what's up. 
and she wouldn't do me wrong. Yeah. Um, because and after after she breaks off the engagement, um, the you know things quiet down a lot for almost a year. Um, but it's not completely over. Right. Um, Never is. This thing, this whole thing started when John Bell, the father shot that animal Mm -hmm. um and so it seemed to as much as it attached to betsy it also just like had it out for john bell sure this whole time um so he started experiencing well he had been experiencing episodes of twitching in his face and difficulty swallowing for almost a year and the malady seemed to grow worse with time by the fall of 1820 his declining health had confined him to the house where the entity commenced removing his shoes when he tried to walk and slapping his face when he experienced seizures. Okay. Or just experiencing seizures. Right. I don't know. Sounds like John's having a stroke. It sounds like he's just having some health issues. Or maybe uh, maybe this is like early Lou Gehrig's. Maybe he has you know? MS. Exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't have had diagnoses for those. Yeah. Um, Fascinating. But it also says that her, her her loud, shrill voice could be heard all over the farm, cursing and chastising old Jack Bell, as she often referred to him. So, I don't know. I don't know. This is the 1800s. Right. Anything <laughs> is possible. It's it's the early 1800s, it's the too. the early 1800s. <sighs> yeah. So, he finally died um, on December 20th, 1820. Um, he slipped into a coma the day before and, and just slipped away, which is... Not a bad way to go. Right. Considered. Um, Probably the most peaceful time in his life since he shot at the rabbit dog. Yeah. Except um, immediately after his death, the family found a small vial of unidentified liquid in the cupboard. John Bell Jr. gave some of it to the cat, which died instantly. The entity then spoke up, exclaiming joyfully, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh, so John Jr. quickly threw the vial into the fireplace where it burst into a bright bluish flame and shot up the chimney. There you go. Um, so they, you know, they had a funeral for him. Um, and as, you know, people are leaving the graveyard, the entity starts, um, loudly singing a drinking song (laughs) and didn't stop singing until everyone had left. Um, and then things pretty much quieted down for good except except they didn't i don't know this thing just like goes on and on um in april of 1821 uh the entity visited um john bell's widow lucy and told her that 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 it would return in for a visit in seven years and it did in 1828 um and this time uh, mostly it focused on John Bell Jr. And who killed a cat. So. Who killed a cat. Um, but, like, it, instead of, like, attacking him, uh, it would dis- have, like, discussions about, you know, life and Christianity and the need for a mass spiritual awakening. So I don't know. Oh, but also... Um, this it, is just insane. Yeah. Of particular significance where it's nearly accurate predictions of the Civil War and other events. What the fuck? I know. I want to read those documents. Um, yeah. So then they're like, you know, after a little while, uh, it was like, you know, peace out. Um, I'm going to come visit your descendant again in 107 years, which would be 1935. Um, and 
at that time. It doesn't look like there was anything significant that fought, that happened, but the most direct descendant, um, Dr. Charles Bailey Bell, wrote a book called The Bell Witch and published it in 1934. So, I don't know. Um, what a fucking yeah. trip. Yeah, there's apparently still things that will happen from time to time at the family farm which is a museum now or which is i don't know what it is it's probably some kind of site that you can visit i want to go yeah um it is red river settlement i don't know yeah so the the house is along the red river which is just across the border from kentucky oh okay so it's northern tennessee yep um Springfield's the county seat. I just Googled it. There you go. Um, I was, I'm you. always curious about where things are. I'm always wondering what you're doing on your phone while I'm talking. Oh, well, <laughs> looking shit up. Yeah. That you didn't think to. Fuck. No, I'm just a curious little badger. No, that's fine. Um, no, that is super cool, though. I yeah. like that she kind of, um, you know, got her way. I like yeah. it when the witch wins. I'm confused, though, because, like, it's always called, like, it's called a poltergeist, which I guess, like, it does fit that. Yeah, it definitely and, fits the the requirements for poltergeistery. It's interesting. Um, I did, when I Googled the Bell Witch, uh-huh. do you know what it came up with what? as its other name? What? Also called Kate. There's <laughs> a lot of spooky Kates. Twas me. Yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it kind of sounds like you. If I had the opportunity to give out good life advice minus, on marriages and to fuck with Andrew Jackson, yeah. I would do it. Minus the sermons. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't report on two sermons. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, stay in bed on Sundays. I don't know what you're doing. Go to bed. <laughs> Sundays are meant for sleeping in and pancakes. There you go. Uh, do you want to do a listener story real quick? Yes, please. Okay. So this one, <laughs> I'm just like cleaning house now because this is also from July. Well, we need to, I mean, like, Clean people the fucking are disappointed, house. you yeah, know? I know. I don't like making um, people sad. Yeah, so this is from April, and she... But, but in the month of July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm... <laughs> I'm sure she's never heard jokes like that before. Shut up. Um, anyway, so she says, when I was younger, I used to have dreams that came true. Ooh. They could be about family members or about people I've never met. One I remember is about a lady at my church. She was new to the church and pregnant. She looked familiar to me, even though I did not know who she was. I started having dreams about her and a plump, happy baby boy. Aww. That's cute. Later, we found out that she lost the baby and was really upset. That's sad. Um, I kept having the same dreams, though. I told my mom about them, and she had me talk to the lady. A few months later, she got pregnant again, and I told her it was a boy and what she was going to name him. Nine months later, she had a chubby, happy baby boy. What's his name? I know. (laughs) What's the name? Um, I did also see things. One night, my hand fell between the headboard and mattress. Suddenly, there was a bunch of gray hands reaching up for me, trying to drag me under with them. Nope. Absolutely not. Yeah, fuck that. To this day, I can't have any part of my body hanging off the side of my bed. Yeah. I also saw a lady standing at the end of my bed one night. For a while, I couldn't move or say anything. Then I was able to scream, and when my parents came into the room, the lady vanished. Jesus. Woof. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some version of sleep paralysis going on, but right. shit. Which I guess is more common than I ever knew. Really? I'm mm-hmm. terrified of that. I've never experienced it. Me neither. Um. Anyway. So the dream stopped sometime in my teens. I occasionally have some now, but nowhere near as often as I did. 
She has a ghost story too. Woohoo. Woohoo. Um, I was playing hide and seek in the house with my sister and friends. In this game, all the lights are off. And instead of running to base, you stay hidden until you're found. Last person found wins. This is an amazing game. It's called Sardines. See, I think. that's not. Nope. Sardines is different. No, yeah, you're right. You find one person, you all try and jam yourself. That's, That's sardines right. is amazing. I love sardines. It's, if you want to play sardines. Um, the person who's it is the first one to hide. Yes. And then everybody Everyone... has to go find them and hide in the same spot. Yes. If you find them, you don't say anything. You just hide with them. And yes. then all of a sudden, it's like a little pent sardine. Yep. Everybody's like all... So we did it once at my church. Uh-huh. And we probably had 16 teens uh-huh. jammed into the handicap stall of the ladies' restroom. There you go. This game is amazing. It was so much it's fun. It's the best to play at church. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what? But what is this game? Okay. You stay hidden until you are found. Last person found wins. I, I think mean, that's just hide and seek. That's just hide and seek. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I was very confused. <laughs> anyway. But they um, play it in the dark. Hide and seek in the dark. I get it. Then yeah, we would do that in my house. Yeah. It's good times. Um, hide and seek's a classic. Yeah. Have you ever played Body Body? No. It's essentially the same thing. Oh. Um, but <laughs> I'm trying to remember if it's different. It's like, uh, have you ever played Murder? No. Um I think it's I'm trying to remember how to play it. Uh, it's essentially kind of like mafia, where like some one one person is like a, the killer, yeah, and they don't and nobody knows, and so you turn out all the lights and you're just wandering around instead of like people hiding, uh-huh. um, and then the murderer will come up to you and just like run their finger across your throat, like and then sneak up behind you, and then you're dead. You have to like silently just like follow where you are. Gotcha. And then like you have to just wait there until someone stumbles across your body. And then, and then they say, they say something like body, body, you know, like, and then like the lights come on and everyone gathers around and you have like a little like 1930s, like, what's your hunch? You know, like you're just standing around the body trying to figure out who the killer is. Right. And then, uh, I don't know. Do the just, lights go off again and the killer Yeah, you just keep again. doing that until you kind of like narrow down that. who that you think fun. it is. Yeah. That's real fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So, the Agatha Christie game. I'm just like super nostalgic for those games now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was it and I thought I had found my sister. I saw someone standing on the sink in the bathroom close against the wall. I started walking over to her saying I had found her. The figure wasn't moving though. I went right up to the figure and went to touch her. And at this point, yelling because I was getting angry, I went to touch her, but my hand went right through the figure oh, oh. and I touched the wall. Then my sister yelled from the back of the couch that I didn't find her. Oh, oh. that's too close. That's too close for comfort. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. And then she's like, we stopped playing after that. <laughs> oh man. Same. Uh. Well, that was lovely. That was really good. I liked that. Thank you for those that trip down. Thank you, April. You rule. All right. Uh, well, this uh, this room is freezing and room. my feet hurt, so let's leave. Let's let's get out of here. Uh, if you have a story that you want to send in, uh, you can email us at this podcast is haunted at e- at, at email at email at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter at haunted underscore pod, mm-hmm. and then Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, where this podcast is haunted. Yeah, and we also have a super secret group called this podcast is haunted discussion group. Yep. So come and discuss it with us. Discuss. In the comfort of our private group so that your friends and family don't have to see what a see fucking it. weirdo you are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, thank you guys for listening. You're the best. Uh, stay Jen, I'm so glad we got to do yeah. this together. I know. By the time this comes out, we'll, I will be stressed out and we'll be apart. Yeah, but you got a 3.9 in your first semester, so I'm proud of you. It's happened. 
All right, stay spooky, motherfuckers. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.